0: Hello and welcome to Out and About in Mallorians I'm your host Jeremy Bartha. As part of my job as Member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Malorians, meeting interesting people and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm looking forward to talking to Yolanda from Liquor's Ice Cream. Well, good afternoon, and here we are sitting in the office at Lucas Ice Cream in Musselburgh. I suppose Lucas is one of these names everybody knows across the Lowlands. But just tell us, what does Lucas look like in the 21st century? Um, well, we've just recently changed it all, so it looks very different.
1: Um, we've just had a massive refit at Musselburgh after 22 years. Um, We were closed in January for a a month, actually slightly longer, which people were very... I think people couldn't believe that Lucas was closed for a whole month. They hadn't just taken out a paintbrush and painted it. So, um, yeah, it's looking great. We've uh, really changed the look. We like to think we've gone back to the old, original, retro look. Everybody seems really pleased with it so far. It's all been positive comments. So, yeah,
0: looking good, I think. And. In regard to what you do, have that changed?
1: Um, Products-wise, yes. I think we move with the times. People want different things. We still obviously do the classics, the vanilla, the strawberry, the chocolate. Vanilla still being the best seller. So no matter whether or not you do tomato, mint and basil or whatever it is that somebody might want, it doesn't really sell. People will always go for the vanilla. So it always amazes me that vanilla is still the top seller. Um, things have changed because over the years, we, these new laws get introduced. You know, like we've got Natasha's law with labelling. So that kind of impacts, you know, you can't just pull a new flavour out the cupboard and say, we're going to do that. We're going to need to think about the consequences of the labelling and making sure we're training staff on all the ingredients and what was in it. So, um Things have changed a bit, you know, the ingredients haven't changed, we obviously have the recipe and we still make things the same way, using the best quality milk and butter and cream, but things
0: do change. <laughs> and this gives a wee bit of a history mm-hmm. of Lugan, what's the story behind the story?
1: Well, my grandfather came over in 1908 with his wife and my grandmother, Anastasia. I don't remember either of them, sadly. I think my grandfather died when I was about nine months old. Um, So they moved over here and they had 15 children, of which my dad was one. Um, So they set up shop. uh, Well, he actually originally took a job in the Balmoral, I think it was then the North British... And he was working there as a pastry chef alongside a Swiss pastry chef and he learnt how to make ice cream. So the next move was he got a shop in Musselburgh and pressed hey presto, Lucas in High Street was born. So of the 15 children, a lot of them came into the business. Then there was the war and all the difficulties with that being Italians and being sent away from the business and not being able to operate. It was the women that were left to run it because the men were all interned in different places. And I'm sad to say I, don't, I didn't really want to listen to all the history and none of them really wanted to talk about it. So it was a very difficult time for them and they wanted to pretend that they weren't Italians and that they'd always been here and so you get the ones that came over in the 40s which are more open about it and happy to talk about it but a lot of my family didn't want to talk about it it was like it never happened um, so yeah so I don't see myself as this Italian person I'm this true Scottish girl I was born here I don't speak Italian my parents never spoke Italian my dad didn't even speak Italian because they actually almost wanted to forget their heritage they moved over here and that was it it's quite sad in a way actually that we don't have that but yeah so that's that's the that's the story of Lucas how it was set up and now it's myself and my cousin Michael that are at the helm Running it, we're fourth, I'm sorry, I'm third generation, I might like to think I'm fourth, (laughs) I'm third generation, so, and the fourth generation are now involved as well. So it's still very much a family business? Very much, very much a family business, Yeah.
0: So you've got a shop here in uh, Mm Musselberg, which people will know, you've got one in Morningside, which has been there for? 23 years. Wow. Yeah.
1: Twenty-three years. That's been set up. I was twenty-seven when we set that up.
0: Yep. And of course we still. I think you still got the picture of Tony Blair came for an ice cream in the, the in the one in at Morningside. I do, do. you know what? I'm looking
1: around, wondering where it is because it was on the wall at Morningside and it's no longer there. and I'm wondering where it where it went to. Yes, that was controversial. Um, we had to, we had Gordon Brown as well. We have had Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, wow. um, who else have we had? I think we've had quite a f- quite a few, but only the only the two prime
0: ministers. <laughs> you never know. We might get another one one day. <laughs> um, and tell me a wee bit about what. Obviously, you've got your shops, but you got beyond that. I mean, you, you do retail into sort of other places as well. Just tell us a wee bit about your business model.
1: Yeah. We do a lot of wholesale customers, um, so we do other cafes, restaurants, we'll supply ice cream to them for their restaurants, some of them might say that they want a special flavour and have something really different made, um, we do garden centres, we do m- museums, we do theatres, um, so we do a lot of, t- a-, a great variety, we do the race course, if they've got races on, we'll take, we've got a vintage Rolls-Royce ice cream van, so that can go down there. We do, gosh, we just do so much, I forget exactly everything that we do, and I've got a finger in every pie, it feels like doing a bit of everything. Me. I, I, I
0: mean, my memory as a kid is we used to go to North Bell a lot for out or holidays, and you'd have your wee ice cream vans. Are we still on goal? go? Yes, we call them the mobiles <laughs> um, Now, they're the kit
1: cars, so we've got... It goes down at weekends, so it's there on a Saturday. If the weather's depending, it goes out to North Berwick Beach. Um, but we've also got the original Bedford ice cream van and the Rolls-Royce that we used to have. Uh, not used to have, we still have. So that does mostly corporate events and weddings and things. People book it. So they still go out especially during the summertime for for weddings. But, yeah, Mark, our van driver, who's been a van driver with us for, I think, nearly 30 years, he goes Mm -hmm. out at the weekends Mm -hmm. in the the V Diddy van, Portmobile.
0: So, we're three years on from COVID, three years on from Brexit. Is life very different post voice 2 massive events?
1: Yeah, life is very different. Um, I think people's attitudes have changed they're happier to slow down and not in the fast lane so much Um, people are more ready to go and do things that they might not have thought of just go travelling and so jobs don't seem as important people we find are not Um, I don't know, I think that the, we're just seeing the the consequences of this pandemic is is wide and varied and life was slow. Life was, we all took a back seat and we could all, well, not all of us, but you know, those that were furloughed, I think life was so different. Whereas we, we didn't get that, we were a food industry, so we still operated, albeit on a tiny team. I was one of that tiny team and so I didn't have the benefit of sitting at home making sure my cupboards were tidy and my garden was pristine <laughs> sadly um, I still dream about it I think for the five days that I did get off after the, I think was it the 22nd of March we all closed down yeah. on that mm-hmm. Friday, whatever day it was and we thought oh right well we're going to get a break now, my cupboards are going to be tidy and my garden is going to be clean and that didn't happen, I went back to work I think after four days we thought oh we'll need to do something so we opened an online shop literally we had never had an online shop and that took off. That was major for us. So
0: and were you, will, do the shops remain open or did they close?
1: We closed the shops and we just did online. Do you know, was it six weeks that went on for? Maybe eight weeks. We just did online and we did home deliveries. And it was like Santa arriving at the door mm-hmm. at the very start of the lockdown because, you know, people were scared and they really were scared. Yeah. We? we were all scared. What was happening? Mm-hmm. You know, The world was closing down. So we did that, and it was Easter time as well, so we had all this Easter stock. So we managed to sell all that online just with taking pictures on our phones. We got rid of all our stock, and then, yeah, the online shop was born, and then, goodness, I can't... It's trying to remember the timeline of what happened between the 22nd of March and when we reopened it sometimes it's really difficult. I keep meaning to go and list it all and go all mm. the different things that happened, but I haven't quite found five minutes to do mm. that. But yeah, things are yeah, things are different.
0: So you've been involved in the business pretty well all your life, your third generation, your dad was involved in it previously. You've got your crystal ball. Where do you think Lucas will be? Five ten years? Do you think there'll still be ice cream parlours? Do you think people still do it or do you think life is going to be very different?
1: I don't think it'll be very different for, for Lucas. I think, you know, we're an institution. People, you know, we were closed, as I said, for that four weeks in January and people were like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do without a Lucas? I can't imagine a world without Lucas. Um, I can't imagine my world without Lucas. I do. I love my job. Uh, it has its moments, like I'm sure any job does. You know, it's got its challenges just now with staffing and, you know, making sure that we're getting staff in on time and training them all up, you know. But, yeah, no, I, Lucas is here to stay.
0: So, what's the best bit about your job?
1: the variety, there's never a dull moment, there's always a great I never know what I'm coming into. So I could be, you know, sometimes I have to be the, the waitress, sometimes I have to go and help and do the displays and I love the variety of, of what I do. Um, I love all meeting all the people, the customers. I do enjoy all of, most of my job, even cleaning the toilets. That's
0: that's probably my favourite job. <laughs> Okay, it's my podcast, so I can ask what I want. So, at a very kind of personal level, Mr. William, not make a podcast. You do pie, beans, and chips here, but you don't do pie, beans, and chips in, in Morningside, which is my local. Can we have pie, beans, and chips on the menu in Morningside? <laughs> Well, no.
1: <laughs> we did try get, it. Yeah, you
0: get it for one. Yeah, like. yeah. We're
1: we'll trying yeah. to be one that We actually don't even do the pie. Be- That's a result of the pandemic here. We stopped doing pies as well. So it's no longer on our menu. And actually, just yesterday, a customer asked for pie beans and chips. So we stopped that. It would be, gosh, what, August 2020? We stopped doing that. So no more? No more? No more? No
0: Oh, so come, glad you're glad to here. <laughs> and, and do people come for... I mean, I particularly come for different reason. but do people come when we sit down? Is it for the bacon roll or is it for the banana split?
1: A great variety and a great mix. They come for all. And we... The, all the people that come as well, everybody's so different. All walks of life come in here, and that's what I love about this place, is that we service everybody and anybody where... Um, but yeah, they'll come in. They could have a club sandwich and a of Glory, or sometimes they start off with a banana split and then move on to the club sandwich. We, we see it all, you know. Yeah.
0: So, uh, can that kind of on to each? Have you got an average customer?
1: No, we we really really don't. We have we service everybody from the from, the, you know, z- zero months all the way up to you know ninety odd years of age, plus. You know, it's a great, and I think because we're not licensed, it maybe feels like quite a safe environment for everybody to come. But um, we, we, gosh, you know, everybody
0: is welcome. Excellent. I, I would like to kind of finish my uh, interview with the Magic Wand. So if I, I don't have it, but if I did mm-hmm. and I passed it to you, what would be the one thing or a couple of things that would make your business? Easier, more successful.
1: Um, if I had a magic wand, and I'm gutted to hear you don't have one mm-hmm. in your back pocket, mm-hmm. um, it would be to just be able to wave it in front of every staff new recruit that comes in the door, that they're just perfectly trained from the minute go, and we've shown them exactly the way it should
0: be. Excellent, <laughs> and thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, Jeremy. It's been great to hear from Yolanda. It's been interesting to hear about the history of this particular business and I'm sure we're all looking forward to an ice cream as the summer draws in. We'll put a link to their website in the show notes and you can go to it if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About the and I look forward to catching you next time.